You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Okay, I am going to be talking about growth today. I had a lot of time to reflect yesterday. I did. I had no calls and I just basically reflected on 2021 all day yesterday and some very big things came up for me. And this is going to be a vulnerable episode. I'm going to get real vulnerable with you guys and talk about all the crap that came up on a subconscious level for me this year. And then also talk about two of the biggest changes that I made this year that resulted in astronomical growth on a personal level, on business level, insanity. So I wanted to first come and I'm going to talk about this because yesterday, like I said, I had a whole personal day and I don't know what that planner is called. It's Michael Hyatt's planner. I don't know what it's called, but I bought that in 2019 and it's like a quarterly planner. I am lost on the lost on the name of the planner, but you basically have to write down your goals for the whole year and then you break them down into quarter. And you guys, one of one of the goals that I had set in 2019 was to start a podcast and get a thousand downloads for the whole year. Wow. I like read that and I thought, oh my gosh, girl, you are thinking way bigger than what you thought in 2019. (laughs) It gave me like a moment of, oh, wow, we aren't thinking that small anymore, but it made me reflect on 2021. And I want to come talk about one of the biggest changes that I made this year and how it resulted in all these things. And I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm just going to jump right into it. If I cry, if I get, if I get heated up, I get heated up because what I'm about to say is something that was really heartbreaking, was really hard to do, but I'm so glad that it did, that I, that I did it. So one of the biggest changes I made this year, one of the biggest changes I made this year was cutting out people from my life that restricted my growth and that weren't growth-minded. Now, I want to talk about this because I see so many entrepreneurs do this, and this is exactly what I did. Okay, there's two things they, they do. So I've seen some entrepreneurs, basically, they will keep lower level people around. And what I mean by lower level people, it's people who consistently play the victim. They never really commit to anything. They 
are constantly going back on what they say. They don't hold promises to themselves. They complain. Like it's almost like this just negative energy. You can see it. Like you can feel it. You can see it. And a lot of entrepreneurs will surround themselves with people like that and not just other entrepreneurs, not just people, but also clients. So I'm going to tap on this nerve for just a second because I see this happen quite often. I'll see a lot of the times people who are at 200,000, 300,000 in their business and they made their way to that business with one particular offer working with one particular client. And usually that client is someone who is just starting out in their business, or they are at only making 1,000, 2,000, like they haven't signed a lot of clients. So they're newer entrepreneurs. And what ends up happening is they hit that 200, $300,000 mark with this offer that was serving that person. And then they hit a plateau and they come really frustrated because they are then almost like resenting that client because that client really just truth be told, that client is too far behind them. The gap is too wide. I see this all the time. I see this all the time. And this used to be me too. This used to be me. And this is why I no longer work with beginners. And it's not because I don't think beginners need help. It's just that I'm at the level right now that is too far in front of them that for me to go all the way back to their level, it almost prevents me from growing because I'm still stuck in surrounding myself with that same mentality. And it starts to rub off on me. And I start to also feel victimy and in kind of a negative, negative area. Now I'm not hating on the new beginners. I'm not, listen, I commend you guys. And I love the coaches that work with you. And I love that you're out here doing it. Like, oh my gosh, I love it. But Sometimes the gap between the coach and the client is too big. And now I'm mostly, mostly talking to like business coaches or mindset coaches or like health coaches too, right? And I know that a lot of times we have a heart to serve those people, but when we, if we keep growing and the level of people that we're working with stays the same, it's going to be incongruent. It's going to be incongruent because when you grow, you change. And you no longer can really, truly relate to that person. Does that make sense? I really hope it makes sense. And this is what I see all the time. I see this all the time. And this is what I used to do. Now, not even on a client level, but on people that you surround yourself with. And this is what came up for me. I had a mixture. I would surround myself with people who were at a lower level. I surrounded myself with people that when we spoke, it was always negative conversation. It was always them feeling really defeated and them thinking that they weren't good enough and that their business sucked. And it was always complaining energy and it was always like victim energy and Or it would be energy of like them coming and complaining about somebody else in the space. Who freaking cares? Like who cares? I don't care what that other person's doing. I I don't, I only have time to worry about me. I don't care what that other person's doing, right? Just, it would get old after a while, but I would still keep those people around. And when I explored this, I was wondering why. And what came up for me was a little bit of insecurity. 
And if I'm just being real honest, and maybe if you guys are listening and you want to be real honest too, a lot of the times we tend to surround ourselves with people who are lower than us because we are insecure, because we truly don't think that we are good enough. So if we hang around lower level people who are worse off than us, it feeds our ego to that we're not as bad as them. Hey, look, we're a little bit further along. I'm just going to straight up admit it. That's what happens. And honestly, if I'm, when I started facing this, I was like, yeah, this, that's kind of what I would do because I didn't really truly have a great relationship with myself. Uh, didn't have a great relationship with myself. I didn't have a lot of belief in myself. And that was another thing. I'm going to get to that later that I worked on this year, but I would, I'd have a mixture. And I see a lot of people who are around, who are around that 200, 300, even $400,000 mark a year where they will have a mixture of people they hang out with. Like they will have some of the ones that are, I call it like desperate housewife energy. The show that's like, it's, you sit down and watch it because it's so much drama, but it's nice because it's not your life. <laughs> it makes you almost feel a little bit better about your life, right? That is the energy. And so they'll surround themselves with some people like that, a little bit of that group. And then they will surround themselves with a few higher level people that never actually truly see them. That was also for me is that when I did have the 700,000, 800,000, seven figure business owner around me, they never really truly got to see me because I almost felt like I had to put on a mask to be better than I was. Because I didn't believe it myself, really, truly didn't have a great relationship with myself. And so it was, this year was a year of, really, truly reflecting and trying to figure out who I am, who I wanted to be, who is my higher self, who is my next level person? How does she operate? And I want to give you guys a, a little example because this was presented to me several years ago and it came back to my mind probably around June timeframe. And it was posed if you're, if you've ever been in the Christian world or just in the world in general, right? Like they always say you are the five people that you hang around. And when I say you are the five people you hang around, I'm talking about your clients too, because here's the thing guys, like some of you guys as coaches, you spend more time with your clients than you spend with your entrepreneurial friends. So these are also influencing you on a daily basis. And so what was posed to me was if you take the top five entrepreneurs, the five entrepreneurs that you spend the most time with, would you willingly switch places with them, switch places in their business, in their life, in their relationship with their self? Would you switch places with them and feel fulfilled? And happy, would you look at their life and their business and their relationship with themselves and want to switch places with them? If the answer is no, you need to upgrade your circle and your network. And that was a slap in the face for me when I thought about that again, because there were 
the five people that I was spending the most time with were five people that I would 100% run for the hills if I had to switch places with. And nothing to do with them, but everything to do with me. And I had to take responsibility of like, why are you hindering your growth? Why are you choosing to surround yourself with people who are hindering you from growing? And what came up was a lot of insecurity. What came up was this need for approval to myself, not from anyone else, actually just for myself. And I've mentioned this so many times is that when you have to prove something, it's because there's doubt present. If there wasn't doubt, you wouldn't have to prove something. The only reason why you prove something is because doubt is present. And there was so much doubt in myself, so much doubt in my capabilities. And I just even want to talk about this for a bit because the power of language, oh my gosh, language is so powerful, so powerful. And so many of you are letting the people who are around you speak death into your business, speak death into your life. There are so many people out here who have multi-million, billion dollar, huge dreams, big ideas, but they let everyone who is around them speak death into that dream. I posted the other day on my Facebook and it was, I think it's um, Steve Harvey who said, he didn't say this exact phrasing, but he said, if you want to kill a big dream, introduce it to a small-minded person. And some of people, when they went through that thought, them, their own small-mindedness, right? And I was like, actually, that's not what I meant by it. That can work too. But what I meant by that statement and what I know Steve Harvey meant by that statement is that when you have a huge, big dream and you surround yourself with small-minded people, they will always kill that dream. They will always kill that dream. And you guys, this was really hard for me because there were a lot of people that I had to remove myself from this year that I had spoken to every day for years. There were people that I thought were going to be my friend forever that when I just started to not reach out to them, they never reached back out to me. And it was really eye-opening because it was when I looked at like why they ever even came to me, it was always to complain. And then I had to look at myself of why did they come to me and complain? Because I tolerated that. I let that into my space. And then guess what happened? I would turn around and complain. I would turn around and be negative. I would turn around and doubt, doubt my potential. And I never truly really believed in myself. I didn't give myself the space to believe in myself because I was too busy being around other people who didn't believe in themselves. So therefore it, they didn't even really believe in me. So I would come with these big, huge dreams and it was immediately, it would immediately get squashed. It would immediately get squashed. And I had to make the hard decision to step away. And here's the thing, here's the thing. 
you will never be able to believe in yourself if you're surrounded by people who don't believe in themselves. Ever. And here's the thing too. I realized that a lot of these people that I was surrounding myself with were people who I thought believed in me. I thought they believed in me. But looking back, a lot of them were just people pleasers. Okay. And let me tell you about people pleasers. People pleasers only feed into you because you give them approval of themselves. If someone truly believes in themselves and they're strong in who they are, they don't need to people please. They don't need any other person's validation. So I'm just even going to challenge you here. If you are surrounded by anybody who literally calls themselves a people pleaser, run, run. Like, listen, and if you are a people pleaser, I just even, if you own that as an identity, I really challenge you to sit down and figure out who you are and start to build a relationship with yourself. Because if you constantly have to have validation from others, that is a scary place to live in your life. And people pleasers, on the other hand, too, it's manipulation because they are trying to please somebody else and manipulate what that person thinks of them so that they can feel better than themselves. Trying to get someone to look at you a different way or trying to do things for other people so that they can notice you or think you're something, that is manipulation. Manipulation is lying. Lying. Okay. You guys are probably already know this. Like you already know it, but I'm just saying need to be reiterated. And when I started actually, let me just tell y'all, let me just tell y'all when I started to remove these people, actually, I didn't even remove them. I just removed myself. That's the funny thing is I didn't have to have conversations with any of these people saying, Hey, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I just removed myself from the situation. And guess what? None of them reached out because it was always me. It was always me like Carrie. It was like a one, one way street. They only came to me when they wanted to complain about something. But when I just removed myself and I started to, oh my gosh, man, I started to give my space to really actually explore my mind. And now this is something I also want to go down a tangent on because a lot of you guys come to me or I hear people all the time. They're like, I have this big dream. I have this big person, a big purpose. I believe in this big purpose but they can have belief in the purpose, but they have doubt in their potential. Let me say it again. You can have belief in the purpose, but you have doubt in your potential. And when you have doubt in your potential, you're never going to fulfill your purpose. But a lot of the times you have doubt because you're surrounded by doubtful people surrounded by doubtful people and you don't give yourself enough space to explore the thoughts that are creating you to doubt in the first place so when I removed myself from these people when I removed myself from these people first of all it was so weird because I immediately started feeling way less heavy it was like, I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. I feel so light because there wasn't all this negativity around me anymore. There wasn't negativity around me anymore. And 
I really started to look at my beliefs. I really started to explore my mind. And a lot of you guys, and like, this is another thing. I hear so many people all the time be like, oh yeah, mindset is so important. I believe our brain is our biggest asset, but you don't, you aren't committed to taking the time to figure out what's going on in there. <laughs> like you might do it every now and then, but you aren't consistently taking the time to figure out what's going on in there. And believe it. And I just want to say this, if you truly believed in something, you would be committed to it. Let me give you an example. If I told you right now, let's say you had, let's say you had cancer. Let me go more before a second. Let's say you had cancer and it was like stage four and the doctors told you, you were going to die in six months. Now let's say I came to you and I said, listen, I know the cure for cancer. You have to run a mile every single day. And if you run a mile every single day, you will be cancer free for the rest of your life. If you believed me, if you truly believe me, your butt would be out there running a mile every single day because you knew how important it was to your life, to your survival. But some of you guys are out here telling me, oh, I, I know mindset's a big thing. It's our brain is our biggest asset, but you aren't committed to figuring out what's going on in there. You don't truly believe that statement because you're not putting it as a priority. And let me tell you, when I started to create the space to do that, everything changed. If I were to go back and have coffee with myself in January, I wouldn't recognize myself. I really, truly would not recognize Ashley from January. Truly, I would not. And I want to just even tell you what happened, right? This is what happened. When I started removing myself from these people, I had a floodgate of opportunities come into my world. Now, this is in a three-month time period, okay? I'm going to tell you all what happened in a three-month time period. I had an old um, client of mine that I worked with at the beginning of the year come back and offer me one-third ownership in his company. Legit give me one-third ownership of his company. Okay, that was the first thing. The second thing is I went to, I got invited to an event for free. Tickets were usually $2,000. I got invited to an event for free. I got to meet several multi-seven and eight-figure business owners there. One turned into a client who I signed the highest consulting deal to date in my business, right? Then that led into other consulting contracts in my business because they started to refer me to other people. Nuts. Insanity. I also got invited to an invitation-only event with someone I really, truly admire, I got invited to go to this event, this retreat, insanity. What else? What else happened? Oh, business acquisitions, business acquisitions. I ended up having conversations with all of these people who go in and acquire businesses, help scale them, turn around, resell them for profit, and then go into Basically, it's like business flipping almost, you know, how like they flip houses. It would be business flipping. Basically got the opportunity to speak to someone who does that. And then no joke, within two to three days, all of these connections, like I had connection calls with people and one of those turned into a business partner to be able to do business acquisitions. 
So I'm literally going to Asheville, North Carolina next week to look at a coffee shop and bookstore that we're looking to buy, literally buy this business and then go in and help scale it and then hopefully turn it around and resell it when it gets to probably at least the three or $4 million mark. What? All this happened legit, you guys, in a three-month time period. A three-month time period. Because I actually took myself away from people who were hindering my growth and, and strategically put myself in rooms with people who were growth-minded, who thought a lot bigger than me. If you would have told me, I'm like, I want to cry. If you would have told me in January that someone would have offered me a third ownership in their company, if someone would have told me that I was going to sign a contract with an eight-figure business owner who said, I want you and only you, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have believed you. Nor would I have said yes. Really, truly, if that would happen to me, I would, I would have 100% been like, absolutely not. There's no way I can do that. But I gave myself time and space. And I have allowed myself to sit in all of the uncomfortable emotions that have come up. I have processed past trauma. I have done hypnotherapy sessions to be able to overcome all of these things, these limiting beliefs that I didn't know I had, but I wouldn't have known I had I not taken the time to become aware of them. I would not have said yes to opportunities. I probably wouldn't have been presented with any of these opportunities, really. Probably wouldn't have even been presented to these presented with these opportunities. And my dream, my vision, back in January, that's my vision. I don't even remember really what my vision was. I don't even think I really had a vision. Now you ask me what my vision is, it is to build generational wealth. I want to be able to build generational wealth. What does that look like? It looks like breaking generational curses. It looks like being the first millionaire in my family. The first millionaire in my family. I was the first person in my family to move away from my small town. I'm the first person in my family to live in a two-story house. I just want you guys to know that. Like, I'm the first person in my family to live in a two-story house and not a trailer. The first person. I want to be able to give back whenever I have an opportunity. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys like a little story actually that just clicked for me as into my why. Everyone's always told you, you need to have a why you have a why you guys actually used to like really get tripped up on that because I didn't think I had a strong enough why. I almost felt selfish for my why. I know that sounds like really weird, but like when I used to say, I really truly want to build generational wealth, I always felt that was really selfish. And I, I'd look at all these other people and like, yeah, I want to end world hunger and I want to end homelessness and I want to build 50,000 houses for homeless people or something. And I used to feel really bad that I didn't have some like humongous why. And it kind of just clicked for me right now. My husband, I love him so much. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to cry on this episode. My husband is one of those people that when you are walking down, if we're walking down the street and there's someone like, like a homeless person or someone's begging, 
he is always the person they come up to and ask for something. And he always gives them something. But he, he told me one time, he said, uh, I always get nervous though when they come up. He's like, I always get nervous because you just don't truly know. He's, he's, he was national, he's in the National Guard, but he was army for several years. So sometimes people approaching you, you don't know. So he still has that little bit of fear sometimes. And he goes, I just, sometimes I get really scared if they come and they ask me, like, why is it always me? And I said, because God knows that if he puts you in a opportunity to give, you will, and others won't. And he kind of looked at me really quick and he said, I've never thought of it that way. And I was like, yeah, I pray all the time for God to give me opportunities. I said, every time I leave my office and I walk to the corner at Subway, I ask God, okay, put someone in my path that I can buy lunch for today. Let me have someone come up and ask, like, let me be your hands and feet. Let me have an opportunity to serve. Like always give me those opportunities. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I, even, I pray for that all the time. I'm like, that is a, that is a prayer answered to me when we get asked from someone because everyone else dismisses them and they don't treat them like a human. Like it breaks my heart a little bit. And I, when I was exploring my why, I was like, I honestly just want to be able to give it any opportunity that I have. Let's say I'm at heaven forbid, I'm at the hospital or something one day. I want to be able to pay if there's a patient in the room or something, pay off all their medical bills. I love to pay off someone's mortgage, like a, a struggling family who can't make ends meet. I'd love to pay off their mortgage. I would love to be able to have opportunities to bless in really big ways, whatever that is. And I can't do that if I'm surrounded by people who don't have those same dreams and aspirations and goals to think so freaking big to leave an impact that is going to not only impact my family for generations, but impact my clients' families for generations. And that, per that, that person that I buy lunch for at Subways, like generations and generations of people, a ripple effect. I can't do that if I'm not surrounded by people who see my potential, believe in me, and allow me not to give up on myself. I can't do that. Whew, I sound like a motivational speaker now, don't I? <laughs> but truly, that has been the biggest, the biggest change in 2021 is putting myself in rooms with people who are way further along than me. And you guys, I'm even gonna be real honest with you. I'm gonna be so honest with you. I have had more in the past three months, like I said, I've met more seven or seven plus eight figure business owners in the last three months than I have my entire business. Okay. And the belief that those people have in me trumps people that I had been friends with for three or four years. And they don't even really know me. And they believed in me more than they did. And how do I know they believed in me? They have one referred me to so many people and you don't refer someone unless that person is going to uphold your reputation. Because listen to this, if you refer someone and that person does a really sucky job, that's your reputation on the line, because that person's going to come back and say, Ashley, you referred Susie to me and she really did not do a great job. That's my reputation on the line. So the fact that these people are even referring me 
and taking the time to speak into me, they show more belief in me than these people that I'd had in my life for three, four, five years. And that's saying something, right? So I don't even know. This is just more of a tangent. <laughs> more of a thing to crack my heart open and tell you guys all the changes and all the things. And it has been one of the most uncomfortable years of my entire life of my business. I have had, I've had people lie about me. I've had people try to ruin my reputation because I've cut them out because I left their space. I've had so, I have cried so much, not in like people being mean me way, but, but just all the mindset junk and drama and the insecurity and the ego and the, all of these horrible things that I didn't know were there subconsciously that has come up for me. I have cried more than I have ever cried in my life, but I've grown more than I've ever grown in my life. And I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Gary Vee that said, if, if you are the same person, like he's, if I see you if I haven't seen you in a year, I think this is what he said something. If I haven't seen you in a year and you're the same person that I saw a year ago, you are no longer a part of my circle. Because to him, he was like, if you're not, if you're not growing, you will always stay the same. And that he said something, he's like, that's a death sentence to me. Like you're wasting your life if you aren't com consistently growing, if you aren't consistently doing the work. And y'all, I have done so much work this year, so much work on me personally. And it's funny because I feel so much more aligned with me, my decisions that I've made. And again, the opportunities that have been presented to me because I've actually allowed myself the space for them to come to me has been insane. It's been insanity. I haven't even been looking at the comments. Let me see. So very important. They believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Yeah. No, Lisa, they don't believe in me more than I believe in myself. Actually, I, I talked about that earlier. I don't know when you jumped on. They believe in themselves and they challenge me to believe in myself at the same level. I don't know when you jumped on, but I talked about earlier that the reason why I let some of these people go is because they didn't believe in themselves. You can't believe in somebody else if you don't believe in your own self. And that's also something like the ability to love myself has gone up a hundred times because I finally have worked on believing myself. And I don't think those people would have come into my life had I not believed in myself. So like the belief in myself came first. Am I still growing the belief? Yes. But I do truly believe in myself. And I think because I have believed in myself, I have attracted people who also truly believe in me. Because when I hung around these other people, I didn't know who I was. I didn't believe in myself. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, so here's the thing. You have to believe in both your purpose and your potential. And you have to surround yourself with people who believe in themselves. And going into 2022, that is something that is completely changing. I will not be in circles with people who do not believe in themselves. I will not be in circles with people who do not truly commit to what they're doing. And, and this is the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. And so to me, 
really looking at their whole life. Let me give you a great example because my coach, Anthony, uh, my, my coach is Anthony Trucks. He is so well-rounded in all areas of his life. He takes, he has set boundaries in taking care of himself. He eats well. He works out every day. He takes care of his mental health, right? Like he spends lots of time in meditation and taking care of his mind and his body and his soul, spending time with God, spending time in prayer. And he also puts his family first too. And he spends an intentional time with his family. And he is prosperous in his business and he is committed to everything that he says he does, that he will do. He keeps promises to himself and pay attention to the people who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with a bunch of hustlers in their business, they are off balance, or I don't like to even the word balance. They are not in harmony with the other areas of their life. And I don't, I wouldn't surround yourself with people that you would want to switch lives with them. You would want what they have in their life, not just in their business, but in their life. If I would not, I'm not going to work with a coach who doesn't have a thriving marriage, if they're married or who doesn't take care of themselves. I'm not even going to surround myself with people who don't do that. Just saying, surround yourself. 2022 will be the year of one, simplicity and two, continuing to work on the mindset and the growth. And there might be some pivoting in my business. Who knows? I haven't even really established what I think that's going to look like, but I just had to come talk about this very important topic because your net, like when they say your network is your net worth, it really truly is. And I don't think net worth is how much money you make. It is how you operate in your daily life, how you are, your character, your values, who you are as a person, your network is your net worth. And my network got a massive upgrade this year, and it is going to continue to get a massive upgrade because I do not, if I am the highest level in the room, I'm in the wrong room. I want to be one of the lowest people in the room because I want to consistently be around people who are going to challenge me to be better than what I currently am. And I can't do that if I am one of the highest in the room. It's not going to happen. So there we have it. There was my, I don't know, Friday. I'm recording this on a Friday. There's my Friday rant for you guys. Um, And just, I had to come talk about how important this is, how important this is. And most of you guys already know that you're where I was, where you're still in the middle, where you still, you do have some higher level people in your circle that are speaking into your life, but you still are hanging on to some of the ones that are sucking your energy, who aren't the growth minded individuals. You still have some of them in your life. You still do. And I want to just challenge you to look at that and ask yourself why you continue to have that. Pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with. Pay attention. Okay, I'm done. I hope you all have, I'm recording this on a Friday. So if you're listening to it on any other day, I hope you have a great day. But for now, I hope you all have the most amazing Friday and the most amazing weekend. And uh, we will see you next time on the No Partner Ram Show. Bye. 
friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Fartner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamayfernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live and get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.